Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You can follow us on Twitter or send us an email to afternoon at newstalk.com. The twin beams of sunshine that are Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley. <laughs> Join us once again in the studio to solve well, all your ridiculous problems. Could I just say, based on the conversation we had in the commercial break, I'm oh. the only beam of sunshine here. You two are like two huge big dark clouds of gloom. I don't remember I'm you beam, moon, beaming at all. I yeah, was, was slightly like, beamier then. Yeah. I was slightly, slightly beamier. You were very cynical, Barbara. Though, so I think I think you're presenting a different face to, to your media fans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here come the, yeah. All right. So brace yourself for Barbara's jazz hands. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have my big 40th birthday coming up in a couple of weeks and I'm absolutely dreading it. My husband and kids are insisting on making a, a big fuss of it. But to be honest, I'd rather ignore it. I don't know why, but I feel very daunted by this milestone and feel like time is ticking and I haven't yet done half the things I want to do. I have always thought age was just a number so why has 40 become so scary? How can I stop being nervous and overcome this trepidation? That's a great word isn't it? Trepidation. It's a lovely word. I like it. Well done. Yeah, okay. Um, do you want me to take this first being yeah, older? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've more experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was waiting for that, so I thought I'd jump in there first. Um, yeah, this is interesting, actually, because I, I, I vaguely remember turning 40, and I can remember being... I didn't... An- yes? No, I, just, I, just I didn't that. anticipate the fact that I would be daunted also by it, but I was. I always thought 50 would be the one that would be really mm. kind of like, oh my God, I'm 50. But actually 40 to me, I, so I get where this woman is coming from. And the only good news is it will make turning 50 a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, do you know, I, I, I get what she says and I think it's interesting where she says, um, she doesn't know why she feels daunted but she feels like time is ticking and I haven't done half of the things I want to do. And I think that's exactly probably now looking back why I found 40 the same, because at 40, she's mentioned she has kids. Your kids are still probably reasonably young. You've still got a lot of responsibilities. And I think particularly as a woman, you do probably feel that, God, time is just flying past and you're still doing the same thing all the time and you're not getting to do the kind of things that you want to do. Um, so I, I kind of I, I can understand that. Um, but the thing, well, there's a couple of things I'd say. Number one is I think it's really important, again, particularly for women to come to terms, probably from 40 onwards, from 40s when you start thinking about it. You need to come to terms with the fact that you're getting older and you need to make peace with that. And that actually is really difficult uh, because society will continue to tell you that you need to fight aging, that, you know, your whole value is tied up in your looks and Blah, blah. And then they hit you with all this stuff about menopause. And the whole thing just seems to be a complete and utter disaster <laughs> uh, zone. If you are the person who wrote this question, maybe you should turn down the radio at this <laughs> point. It's not... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but so it's important that you kind of make 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 peace with the fact that you're getting older. But the good news is for this woman who's only turned 40 is that she is only 40. And I firmly believe that, um, you know, over she she's in the next few years, she'll probably start to see that the freedoms that are coming down the road. You start to get a taste for those freedoms because your kids are getting older. They're becoming a little bit more independent. Um, and the kind of the things that you felt kind of kept you shackled to a certain extent will start to release. Um, and so you will start to that will be the thing that will buoy you up. So um, I don't have any advice except to say that, hang on in there, you are only 40 
you know, you're possibly less than halfway. You've loads of time to do mm, what you want. Yeah. The only thing I would say is look after your health from here on mm-hmm. in to try and make sure that you stay healthy. But you have plenty of time. And in actual fact, says she who is going to turn 60 in January. <gasps> I firmly believe that your 60s, particularly as a woman, I think your 60s are potentially. I've written a book about this. <laughs> I think your 60s are potentially the most powerful and interesting and um, exciting decade. So it's all the best is yet to come as whoever that okay, fellow So what said. you're saying is this woman in 20 years time could be on radio shilling her book as well. <laughs> if she, yeah. If you're lucky, if you work hard and suck up to the right people. <laughs> like Declan yeah. and Sean. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> um, the, the, the only problem is like when someone's 40 that when older people say, oh, you know, 40 yeah, is young, but you yeah. can't know that until you're 50 or 60. Yeah, I think know that's, I mean. that's kind of, the, that yeah. it's kind of at the nub of aging, yeah. isn't it? Is that when you're getting older, I think there's a, there's a sort of a point, and I'm not sure if this is a gendered perspective of where, but I do believe that everybody's slightly different in terms of how they age. So when people say age is, is just a number and it's never bothered me before, that's often just a way of saying I never noticed that I was aging until now or I never noticed that time was moving until now because I always felt that I had more of a future ahead of me than I have a past behind me. Mm. But there's something about turning 40 that seems to be sort of, it's in the middle of, of, yeah. an, of a, you know, your average lifespan. It feels very much kind of, you know, uh, you know, what have you done already? What are you possibly going to do? It's really interesting that what you're saying about over 60s because I find that, really um, inspirational because it's kind of thank God I wouldn't, like anybody, I wouldn't like anybody to think they're Declan you're that much younger than me like no no my, I'm not yeah, okay. I'm not I, I'll be 60 in January as well <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I what a bitch <laughs> Jesus <laughs> no I won't <clears throat> um, yeah anyway if this isn't about me Barbara as yeah. you know yes. um, I, I think when, when it comes down to it though it, it, sometimes when you start to feel it your body's gone a bit you know, Freaky. you know, whatever it is, all the kind of little minor early indications of aging. And you're, you're totally right. That's when you start needing to be just a little bit more yeah. precious with your health and a little bit more kind to yourself and just go, I can't everything down to the, what, what you're putting into your body and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I, I still think, though, that sometimes we can collectively Dismiss. decide that certain things are are the, are the moments like turning 40 is the moment. I was ill and in minorly ill, but in hospital when it was actually my 40th birthday. So I never actually celebrated it. So I never even had to really engage with yeah. turning 40 in that way. So I don't really have a like a like a perspective on it because it seemed to just kind of vanish conveniently yeah. vanish without me needing to, to deal with it. Turning 50, I was a bit more engaged with because it was like because it's so recent. Yeah. I was kind of oh uh-huh. ah, that feels to me like I'm really old now and my life is over. So I'm glad that I've got the 60s to look forward to. Well, for I'm women, looking forward to reading your book that you just mentioned. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to say as well, because she did say, I said I had no advice, but I do have a bit of advice because she said, I mean, the first line is that the, the kids and the husband are trying to organise yeah, a big celebration yeah. and she doesn't really want that. And I think if there's one thing that you were entitled to, particularly on a big roundy birthday, is that you celebrate it in whatever way that you want to celebrate it. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be shy about saying to your husband and kids, if you don't want to have a big deal made of it, well, then that's absolutely fine. Don't have a big deal made of it. Um... Uh, and I think you should be very upfront about about telling them. Do you that, think so? Yeah. Do you think that sometimes, though, I mean, like you kind of have to go along with the fact that people want to 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 make. Well, a, I'm a saying thing that as somebody who loves a big fuss, surprisingly. Yeah. Loves a big fuss, loves all the attention, makes a big huge deal about my birthday, regardless of what birthday it is. But I have two out of my three daughters 
who just go every year, we don't want to really do it, mom. Like, you know, mm. and everyone mm. just turned 21. And I don't really want to. And I'll just have a few friends, like, and just go out with a few friends. And I mean, I was like, party, and what are we going to do? And, you know, uh, and they don't like a big fuss. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, it's a bit like Bridezilla's, Declan, your favourite topic. It's not my favourite topic. It is your favourite topic. Which is, you know, assuming that people are going to get all yay about their birth. They're not. And I think you're entitled to do whatever you want to do. And I don't think that husbands and children or friends or anybody should be offended by that. If you say, look, I actually just want low key. I think that's absolutely mm. fine. There's a kind of a weird, and it, it also applies to the ageing thing as well. There's a, there's a bit of a split between what you are, ha- what you have going on in your own head, in your own psychology, and your own feelings about something, and what the rest of the world thinks. Because I think a lot of the time we believe that the rest of the world cares more about us mm. getting older than it actually does. Mm. Most people don't really give a like a flying. Do you think for you I think for women it's different. I do think for women it's different. So much of everything. Granted, there is a, there is a, there is a thing in general about yeah. aging and, and about women. And, and all forty that is stuff. the age as a woman when you start to perhaps find it more difficult to lose weight if you want to lose a bit. If you know if you've put on a bit of weight and then you want to lose it, it is harder. It's the time you're probably um, starting to go. God, I really need to dye my hair like a lot more often than perhaps I did a couple of years ago. And as you say, you know, it might be the time when you start to you know get slightly creaky. Um, only slightly though yeah. <laughs> get to <the> 60 <laughs> but um, you know so I think I do think it is slightly different um, for women because society places so much emphasis on how we look which I is think though baloney. I think though that uh, the specific thing she seems to be dreading is the idea where she's stuck in a room with a load of people mm. all going you're 40 you're 40 you're 40 and listen to oh it's all over now or whatever comments yeah. they want to come up with about it and she she doesn't really feel like doing that. Yeah, and, well, and, I think that's perfectly all right. And that's like. perfect. And you know, like sometimes, like at a wedding, somebody will say, come on and dance. Yeah, and you yeah, go, yeah. I know, I, I hate dancing. I don't want to yeah, dance. Yeah. No, I, I know you will. And then drag you up and force you to do it in the, in the belief that if they ram it down your throat, you'll eventually dance. you'll like it, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and there's something of that, like they want to have a party for themselves, not for her. Uh, exactly, yeah. But also I think that there is a pressure that people around you feel. I had this conversation with my husband last night who said to me, what do you want to do if you're 60? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, well like, you need to start telling me soon like, so that I know what to do. It's a good impersonation. I... It's like being in the room. Yeah, isn't it? It? yeah. 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 <laughs> You'd never know he was English. <laughs> but like, I do think that, that people are, you know, the people who love somebody who's about to, you know, celebrate whatever milestone feel that they need to do something. And the obvious easiest, not easiest, but the obvious thing to do is like, we'll do a party or whatever. But I think it's important that if you don't want that, that you're able to say, I don't want that without them being offended about that. Yeah. It's not like they're, you know, I think sometimes it feels like you're throwing a present. Like, look, I bought you a present and you're going to don't want it. Uh, like a party or that, as Sean said, like described so beautifully there about the dancing and the pointing at you and telling you're 40. It, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, but if that's a bit, like if you specifically you don't like dancing and you don't want to get up in front of a room people and you know that about yourself already before the, the thing happened, that's self-knowledge and that's, you know, asserting your own kind of autonomy is a really good thing to do and it becomes easier to get older because you just, yeah. you care less about social pressures. True. Whereas if you're just having this kind of weird, oh no, I don't want the attention but I kind of do kind of a, you know, if you're having one of those ambivalent things, I think you need to look inward a little more and work out what is actually bothering you. What What is it you really want? Because if you don't want party and you can communicate that to your family that you definitely don't want yeah. a party for reasons that you know and understand well great go down that road but if you're just kind of oh I just feel like I'm getting old I don't want to get it, it, it's a you know one yeah, of those kind of yeah. wishy-washy things yeah. you can sometimes so what are you saying she should think about what way she does want to market yeah. rather than just yeah. saying I don't want to do yeah, this she, is, uh, she, well, she does say yeah why, why does she think the 40s become so scary 
Yeah. It's yeah. not scary. It is scary, but it's not really scary. But it is actually just a number. It's just a number. Because the day after you're 40... <laughs> you still yeah. feel the you same as you did the day yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, you still put your pants on the same way kind of thing. Well... Um, uh, you, well, yes, if you can, if you had a really good night, you probably won't. Uh, um, Kieran says the person who's anxious about turning forty really shouldn't be. The alternative is quite grim. What remaining thirty nine? I I don't think that. Uh, uh, turning forty was a tough day. I had a meltdown. I tried to have kids and it didn't work. Yeah, so nice. on the day of my birthday, I lost it. Now I'm forty five. Oh. Me and my hubby have a ball. We enjoy our freedom so much, but I had to learn how to do that. Uh, so yeah. cry, shout and scream. It will pass and you will feel better. Uh, now, somebody else says, enjoy the fact that you have friends and family who want to party with you. They will keep you going despite the numbers. Uh, Brian, inevitably, wait until you turn 50 or 60 or the <laughs> biblical four score and 10. Can't even remember 40. Of course, I was still drinking then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think I know a, him. <laughs> I think there's a story there, Brian. All right. Uh, the, uh, Claire says, tell your woman about turning 40 to have another kid. That'll stop her in her tracks. Oh, genie, man. Oh, my God. God. No, God, that's a bit uh, Lena says, shouldn't they let her family do a big blowout for her if they want to? It is a milestone age and maybe they just want to celebrate her. Maybe, why does she have to go? But no, why should she have to make the sacrifice? Yeah, it's, her them, it's her just birthday. Just for them to feel better. Yeah. That's, no, I don't agree yeah, with that at exactly, all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I was 40 in January this year and had wanted a party as my 30s were horrendous because I didn't have a party or a do I'm staying 39 plus yeah. that. Uh, to be honest, guys, uh, to get to 60 is an achievement, says Jerry, who's 59 in Limerick. You're bigging yourself up in advance there. Uh, Nora says yeah. every birthday is worth celebrating. They are happy she's alive, so she should be. Life is precious. Relish it. Uh, the, and Sue says, Barbara's talking total twaddle. This, oh, thanks, Sue. This woman should uh, just not have a party. My 40th birthday was a complete anti-climax. I graduated from college at 40, went on to do a postgrad, graduated at 50. Where this woman is at is actually her peak time of activity and energy. No, it's not. And this will carry on for ages. Be happy in yourself. Other people's expectations can be a burden. Follow your own dreams and make sure every step brings you towards that goal, says Sue. I, I'm not sure that I said anything completely opposite to any of that, but yeah. however. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was turning 30, I, wa- I really wanted to make a big deal about it and have a big party with all my friends. In part because one of my friends had had a really cool party in the middle of a forest when he celebrated his. Mm. Like Declan, I was just out of hospital when it was my birthday. I was in hospital for something fairly routine. Uh, it's, it's, but I felt that it was a disappointing anticlimax and a relief yeah. that I was still around, around. But the time I turned 40, it wasn't that much of a big deal and was just as low key Thankfully, without the hospital visit, says Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Good story, yeah. Michael. Uh, <laughs> Mike says society doesn't put pressure on women. Women willingly participate oh, in this pressure. Oh, yeah. Just stop. My wife only wears makeup very occasionally when she's meeting her girlfriends. He put girl in, in capital, capital letters. letters yeah. Because makeup yeah. is the only way that the... Yeah. 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 Thanks uh, for that. And Ed says we live in a society and culture that only values youth. Uh, and beauty in both genders and those of us who passed 40 a long time ago are completely invisible especially to attractive people of the opposite gender for God's sake that uh, kind of stuff makes my head explode I know I, Ed's obviously still hoping to pull yeah. uh, uh, but it's not <laughs> happening for him uh, Rachel says I told everyone in my family I, re- I wanted really no big deal about my 50th they all took me totally seriously and didn't even get me a card <laughs> <laughs> there is careful what you wish that. for there is uh, always that 
<laughs> Catherine says, 40 is just a number. Don't forget, you can court ba- count backwards as well. I'm now 18 again. I told my daughter on my fourth to start counting backwards. Never mind the numbers. Plan a great trip on your own and meet people who have no idea what age you are. You will feel young and carefree and curious about life and the future, says Catherine. So... Catherine's advice is let them have the party. Just don't show up don't for be us. At us. Text yeah. them from Spain <laughs> or, or wherever yeah, as to where you are. Right. Uh, gosh, we do have to take a commercial break. Uh, uh, Barbara and Declan will stay with us after that. I'm not keen on my mother's new partner. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Barbara and Declan are still with us. And uh, News Flash, Madonna looks like a fish. Uh, here's a. Here's Declan, a, you're so cruel. Oh, you are so cruel. Own your words. Can't Barbara. believe you said that, Madonna. Uh, my mother has started going out with a new man. It is the first man she's been in a relationship with since my dad's passing eight years ago. She wants to organise a big dinner with him and all my sisters together. However, my sisters and I don't want to go. As the last time we met him, he and my mum were all over each other and we thought he overdid it uh, with trying to act like he was best friends with all of us. What should we do? Yikes. Uh, the, the one thing I noticed in this letter, and, you know, maybe it's been edited, but, you, you know, in writing, there's not one part where you say that you're happy for your mother being in a new mm. relationship. Um, and I think that kind of comes through to me in, in, in a strong way. So I suppose... Your mum has been um, like widowed for eight years and um, I don't know what age she is, but, you know, the definitely has come a time when she has the right and the space and the emotional uh, strength to, to move on a little bit. Um, and you and your sisters don't seem to want to give her that permission to do that. However... I think the thing you need to recognise is that you don't have that permission to give. That's not your part in the whole thing. Um, Your feelings about the guy and whether you like him or not, that's valid in the sense that you can have an opinion. But like any relationship you have with anybody whose partner you're not entirely sure about, you always have to weigh up whether it's worth it to express your opinion about that person. Because we all have a friend who has that boyfriend or girlfriend who rots us. And, you know, Mm. we also know that the cost of saying your partner is a pain in the whatever is is actually going to come back on us. And it's going to affect the quality of relationship. Sometimes being too honest is is actually, it's well, not even that it's not good. It's actually self-indulgence. Because what you're doing is you're just valuing your own opinion more than, fixing the social space around you and making it a better place for everybody. So I think in this instance, I think this is a a classic case where your feelings are worth a certain thing up to a certain point, but you're making them everything. And what that does is is it it increases the likelihood that the other person, in this case your mum, has the right to do exactly the same. And that could be very detrimental to your relationship because she's going to be sitting there, well, okay, do you want me to sit in a darkened room while I, you know, grieve your dad while Mm. you're off raising children and going to Pilates and doing stuff in your life? Whereas I have to be all kind of like living the life of, you know, your your dead dad's wife, you know, and that's really kind of demanding, isn't it? So I think, and I get it. I know it's it's painful. I know all that. And it is, it's it's difficult. Death is really kind of screws everything up. Well, your mum has a right to kind of move on a little bit. I think that you need oh, to. You've been very gentle, I think. I think Do you think? You've been, yeah, you've been really. Yeah, I was to, to, to the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there is a bang of that. They want to keep mammy in aspic. Yeah, uh, as know, the morning this, widow. Yeah, yeah. This I'm... letter made me really mad. I just thought, like, <laughs> you were already what mad. What the Barbara? hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought when I read the first line, they were going to say, you know, 
um, that this guy, the mum's boyfriend, was some horrible person who mm. was treating the mother really badly, making her <laughs> unhappy and or, you know, was rude or was, I don't know, whatever, or got really drunk and fell over and puked every time they saw him. I mean, all he did was that his mother and he, that the mother and him were all over each other. In other words, they were acting like they were in love. Yeah. And that really is the only problem. And the fact that yeah, he that overdid it. Oh, mom, oh, dad, even if, even if like, it's your mom and your dad. These women are ew. adults. Yeah, they are yeah. adults. Yeah. Like, for God's sake, they're not teenagers, I'm assuming. Um, you know, I just, I, I mean, I just really did. I got very mad with this. And I mean, the other thing he did apparently was that he overdid it, trying to act like he was best friends with us all. I can't imagine how he must have felt with this. I don't know how many sisters are, but I had a, I had visions wall of a wall of, of sisters. It's the Nolan. Yeah, Looking all with these like, you know, kind of kind of steely faces on and, you know, cold <laughs> winds blowing all around the table. I felt really sorry for him. If your mum is happy, which she seems to be, I, it's a sad state of affairs that you and your sisters can't be happy for her. You don't have to go hanging out with this guy. You don't have to mm. go on holidays with him. But you really should be mature enough to realise that your father has been dead eight years, that your mother's entitled to have, uh, you know, some love and some uh, life in her life and yeah. some company. And she's found that and that's just fantastic. And you should be celebrating that, that she's not at home and feeling lonely or sad, that this is obviously what she wants. And she's doing it and I think that should be celebrated and, you know, get over yourselves. I think I was trying to be gentle because I was trying to see, I was trying to put myself in the mind of that, um, you know, of the child in that thing who, you know. Your inner child. That's my mummy. That's my daddy. My daddy's gone, and you know, and there's a lot of there's an emotional thing invested in there. There's a whole thing about wanting to keep an idealized version of whatever yeah. it is, you know, and that's to do with loss and separation and all that, those kind of things. But it's it's really easy to have an opinion that's based on an idealized version of something rather than the new and nuanced practicality of life, where you know, as well as being your mom. That woman is, is a, a woman, woman. Yeah. yeah, or a human wanting to go and do her thing and not be on, you know. Yeah. Uh, the kids are worried about their inheritance. Well, uh, that, well. that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the first one money. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. A, no, but I, I have, I have met people who would be like fifty, whose mother would have died fifteen years before, and then the father who would be elderly but has, you know, a new person in his life and won't accept it. Won't still won't accept. And you think it's because of the inheritance? Oh or just, no, no, it's not no, the inheritance. Generally. It's just I, I, I don't want anyone to replace yeah. mom, even though you know you're a grown man. It, it, she's not replacing anyone. Yeah, it's... but like, don't you think there's time with certain people? You just have to tell them to grow up. Yeah. And like, this is a case of grow up. I yeah. mean, if you were ten, fine. If you even, even if you were sixteen, seventeen, fine. But assuming you're in your twenties or thirties, not fine. Really, you know, as you say. Your mother is a woman with her own life as you have your own life. For you to try and dictate how she should live her life is completely out of order. Out of order, yeah. Absolutely. Right, one more question. I'm originally from Italy and I moved to a quiet area in the west of Ireland in the last two months as I had had enough of the city and my budget was getting strained. However, while I love the countryside and landscape here, I have found found that I often feel very isolated. I'm in my mid-50s without a partner, feel quite cut off. I suppose I imagined that I would have neighbours calling in and that it would be easy to meet friends, but it's been the opposite. I don't really have the money to move again, so I'd like to try and make a go of it. But where do I start? The GAA. Yeah. (laughs) McQueen of Fairmount, yeah. Yeah. The GAA (laughs) in your local community. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like this is this is an interesting letter, and I do feel sorry uh, for her. But I think it's great that she made the move and that she's, you know, uh, living she. a new. Sorry, is it a she? I'm just pointing oh, out sorry. that we don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, yeah, sorry. Person gender. Sorry, uh, <laughs> John Gender uh, is living in, in 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 a beautiful place. Obviously, the scenery you like and all the rest, and you want to get involved in the community. I think one thing, first thing, is that I I think I think, and I'm oh god, I'm probably going to offend a load of people here now again. But anyway, I think sometimes in communities, but particularly rural communities, which tend to be more close knit than say an urban community, that people can be suspicious of people who move in especially perhaps people who are foreign because they feel they're not staying for very long. They're going to come in for a while and then they're going to move out rather than that they're actually settling within the community. So I think you, you know, perhaps this person is feeling that the community would reach out to them and invite them, you know, bring, arrive at the door with the pie and, you know, whatever else and, and be all very, and maybe that didn't happen. Um, so, but I do think it's up to them to start making the moves outward into getting involved in the local community. And obviously the two ways to do it are to look at, you know, kind of what interests you mm-hmm. as a person, you know, do you like to sing? Join the, join the local choir. Do you like to do yoga? I'm sure there's a yoga group, you know, all those kind of things. Or what skills have you got that perhaps you could offer to the local community? Um, obviously, it's, it's I, you know, I sometimes think it's got more difficult when, and I, I'm not an expert in this, but with rural resources kind of some like post offices gone, going and banks going, it can be hard to find the places where people gather, especially with religion and, and that not being as prominent as it used to be. Um, but, you know, the, the local library, now again, that's probably not in the village, it's probably in the local town, but that might help you find, you know, notice boards and, and stuff like that. And also even the local supermarket, you know, can have all kinds of weird notices on it. Um, so peruse all Weird notices of places to hang out and stuff yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I meant like a miscellaneous, or a, mis- yeah. a miscellaneous kind of group but, of uh, notices. Uh, you know, the way people come to Ireland, foreigners come on their holidays and go, everybody's so friendly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we yeah. are. We're friendly for five minutes. Yeah. But if somebody moves in next door, we're actually not half as friendly <laughs> yeah. as, as uh, that that image we project of ourselves. We're quite guarded with people, I think. Yeah, I think I think there is an element of... And, and I think and that level of, of... like That level of kind of... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, you know building up those kind of social barriers is becoming more and more of a thing yeah. I think when I was when I was younger there was definitely you know you, you'd kind of feel that there was a bit more of a, an integration yes. as such. whereas now I live in a kind of a relatively urban space I didn't even know my next door neighbours. I mean, I have, I have new next door neighbours that moved in quite recently and I, I haven't even got to know them even though they've been there maybe two months. I think I've seen them twice. I know there's a pandemic and I know there's a... But like, it's like, what I'm saying is that socially the integration doesn't seem to be like that. So it is, there is a definite kind of a disconnect between the impression that people have of friendly Ireland and the land, the welcomes and the realities of what things are like for people who who don't live in the fairy tale version of rural Ireland. They live in, yeah. you know, rural Ireland where, you know, they're either running a farm or they're working in a town and they're mm. like the rest of us. And pe- people know lives. each other for generations. Yes. They know each other. And they hate them. And you're blowing. Yeah. And they hate them in that yeah. quiet way yeah. so they're not yeah. looking for somebody else again. to hate. Yeah. And also we forgot to mention the pub which is obviously the other kind of local place where yeah. people meet up. And obviously for the last two years pubs have yeah, been yeah. closed yeah. more than they've been yeah. open. So, you know, I think this person needs to give it a little bit of time but also at every available opportunity show that you want to get involved um, and you know get as involved as you can either by offering your skills or getting in, involved yeah. in something you're interested in. Because I think a lot of them there is a, there is a gap between people kind of having this um, emotional want and a kind of an idealised version of what they want their lives to be and an inability to find a way that how their actions yeah. can create the opportunities for those things to, to happen yeah. and it is like organisations 
those kind of things whether it's you know helping out in a charity and volunteering mm, that's exactly or whether it. it's yeah. like going to places where people are yeah. going to be and I do think that area. you know to balance the view that you portray Sean of like us not being as much of Ireland as welcomes as we kind of portray ourselves to be I do think that if you make that effort yeah. you'll find oh, an no, open door yeah. you know but people might be willing to open the door for you. you might have to give the door a bit of a push but once you get open and people think oh yeah she wants to help or she wants to be involved or he Whatever. Yeah. Or, that uh, gender they, neutral person wants they, to be involved. Yeah. Yes. Or they, they, yeah. How hard is that? Yeah, they. I know. They, uh, <laughs> then I think, yeah. God, you get okay. very tired doing this lots yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, no, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. uh, probably with Cardinal Woke there. Yeah. Uh, policing everything we say. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll leave you with this thought, though. Francis on Twitter has pointed out that the word 40 is only 11 in Scrabble. I know, it's a bit of a That's mind bender. Way over my head, never played Scrabble head, in my life. Wow. Did you not? Never no. played Scrabble in I, my life. You're too old, you won't understand the rules now. <laughs> uh, Barbara and Declan, thank you both very much. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.